Okay, here we go. The Pen and Maggie Show. He's about to get crazy and wild. Stay for a while. Don't touch your radio the dial. The Pen Show. Kicking it back. Sports talk. Listen to that and stay tuned for some giggles and last Go. <laughs> All you care about are your stupid ratings. You're a horrible man. <laughs> Welcome to the Pen and Mikey Show. I didn't know that Mrs. Mutnansky cared. Jeez. Oh, oh. I'm sorry. Did I, Starts do, did I go there? Yeah, it's cold. So what, though? You oh, know what I'm oh, saying? Jeez. I don't give a shit. You know the stuff he said about me on the radio? Oh. He wanted me to drive off the road and hit a tree. He was talking about me. He wanted me dead. Imagine that. So what am I going to say? I'm oh, sorry, Mutt. Hey, it's another opportunity for a comeback. I'm still alive. <laughs> By the way, I'm coming up in January on 50 years in broadcasting. Yeah, I started when I was six. Yeah, this strange business. You don't get a gold watch. You get nothing. Yeah. You get a gold nothing. You're lucky you get a golden shower in this business. Yeah. Every time I hear that song, W-O-L-D by Harry Chapin. Do you know the words to it? Oh, yeah. I've played it a million times. Don't ask me to okay. recite them. No, I'll, but I'll, I'll do the line. You do the next line. Oh, Jesus. The drinking I did on my last big gig... <laughs> I don't. It made I, my voice, voice go low. Oh, they oh, said that oh, they that. liked the young sound when they let me go. Well, keep going. It was two years, and I was into AM rock. You, you, you don't know that song, Smitty. I, I thought I did. I, I played it's it. my life story. All right, tell us the story. Except I never called my, my ex-wife and said, "Will you take me back once more?" <laughs> like like he did in the song. Well. And I don't remember the part of the song where he owned the number one porn theater in New England for <laughs> no. 10 years. <laughs> Hello, Actually, it was honey, longer than me. <laughs> anyway, <clears throat> Harry Chapin was a great guy. Yep. <clears throat> I partied with him and his band. Uh, we played a softball game one time. They had a beer keg at second base. So whenever anybody gets to second <laughs> base, they can tap. Bingo. Just unbelievable. And then we had a lobster dinner up in Portland, Maine at DeMillo's on the waterfront. You and Harry Chapin. And his band. Well, you know, it was a. I told you that story, right? No. Yeah, one of the sales reps, woman, She, we, we were all going to go to the Harry Chapin concert after we ate dinner, free dinner at DeMillo's. Yeah. So Harry's Ch- Harry Chapin's there, there's three or four guys in the band. We're at big table, big long table, and she sat right next to Harry because the only seat left. So we're talking, and blah, blah, blah. she didn't know who he was. She didn't <laughs> know it was him. And so she goes, I mean, she says, so what do you do? He says, I'm a musician. He goes, oh, do you play around here? He goes, sometimes, because the concert was at the Portland That's got to be funny for a guy like that. <laughs> and then she, finally someone said, well, Harry, are you going to do Taxi tonight? Whatever. She got this, the, the blood drained from her face. She didn't know. She, but he wouldn't He wouldn't say anything. You know, He's not the type that would say anything. He was a very humble guy. Yeah. Great guy. Half of everything he earned went to world, went to world hunger. Really? Yeah. Wow. He was unbelievable. Went to it? He, died. he funded world hunger? Sounds like a dick. <laughs> he gave he gave money to World Hunger from the mouth of Ben Kitchen. Jeez, Harry Chapin. I mean, the guy died forty one years ago, and he's a great guy. And you're ragging on him. Yeah, yeah that song Taxi yes. Two was another one that was overplayed. But what a song that! What is. a song! Yeah. And they all, he's Harry's the only guy who had cello in his band. Yeah, here's what you want. I want the listeners to this podcast to do one thing. If they can do one thing, one thing, not like Odyssey. One thing where you know. <laughs> This is like, could just do this. Find the song Mr. Tanner by Harry Chapin and listen to it. It's about Danny Tanner? 
I think Ben should really. He's due for a timeout. Would okay. you get his dunce stool in here <laughs> right. and the hat? Make him wear the hat too. Sorry, Ben. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the Planet Mikey Podcast, episode two two hundred and two. It's a palindrome. We're almost at the one year, three years, four year, four year marker. <laughs> God, time flies when you're having a whiz bang of a time, huh? Whiz bang. Bill Smith, Ben Kitchen. Thank you. Hi. And I'm George Soros. I oh. fund all your favorite DAs. Oh. <laughs> Soon we'll own nothing and love it. I guess uh, I, I talked to Christian Arcan on Twitter or um, some kind of DM. And I said, you should come on. This before I knew he was going to get a job at WEI. Yeah. yeah. He got blown out of 98.5 unfairly because he was he was good. Yeah. And then what happens? Well, Beasley's letting people go occasionally. Guess who's hiring? Every company does it. Well, you know, Odyssey, hired, they, they hired uh, Christian Arcan. Yeah. To be the producer of the afternoon show. It's a good move. And he'll add to that show. Yeah. And maybe he can even convince Mego to do the show nude. And then I would tune in <laughs> oh, on man. Twitch uh-huh. every single time. Oh, she's a nice, nice person. That's about all I get is a Twitch these days. Nice woman. Anyway, so she, <laughs> he's also going to have a weekend show. And I, I told him he'd come on the podcast here. You know? I mean, I did give him a, his big break in, in radio. Mm-hmm. That was mentioned in the in the bio in the uh, the thing I read. <laughs> Big break. He mentioned the Planet Mikey uh, show. I heard something ding. Was that my phone? No, it might have been mine. Music. Okay, hold on a second. I got issues now. No, nope, nothing. There it is. There you it hear is it again. again? I heard it again. <laughs> my phone's ringing, but and it's dinging, but there's nothing on it. I'm sh- I mean, anyway, never mind all that stuff. We got more important stuff to talk about. <clears throat> And lots of it. So how are you guys doing? Everything good? Okay? Doing okay, great. good, good. I asked only to be polite. No, that's not that's normal stuff in there. A shrapnel, I call that. Lung shrapnel. It's from years of abuse. You know, I was wondering if um <laughs> Perhaps as a Lyft driver, you are, are are starting to encounter the people that are an- anticipating Black Friday and they want to get to the mall. Well, I, I pick up people of all races. Yeah. Oh, 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 I'm sorry. No, yes, yes. They do want to. That's, I had a big real nightmare of a ride last year at, at Black Friday. Uh, last year, though. Remember that? Great. Oh. I can't wait to get on the road again. I picked up this guy. And in Russia again. He was from India, and his wife, she was also from India. Yes. And they were trying to go to the, the, the outlets. This is last year. Mm-hmm. And so I looked. I, they, they lived in like Franklin and the mall. <laughs> Remember this? Story? Yes, it's like okay. And I look at the at the app and it says four miles, fifty nine minutes. I said, wait a minute, what? Was there a nuclear strike? Mm. No, it was the getting off four ninety five at the uh, outlet malls down there. The wherever they are, rent them. Rain, yeah, rent yeah. them, and. Then the exit ramp to get off, and then up the hill, and to get up into that parking lot. It was 59 minutes from where it ended up only being like 49, because people were really moving it along pretty oh, yeah. good. You know, <laughs> keep the line moving. But I thought to myself, this really sucks. I should have dropped these two Indians on the highway. And that's the, uh, that was the Christmas rush? Was that what that was? They were very nice people. I yeah. got them there, and I thought to myself, there's an hour I'll never get back. And like you know, the tab was like you know eight dollars. But that was the cause of the traffic was the holiday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he was right. Black Friday. 
It's like, I hate Black Friday. So are you terrible. not going to lift on Black Friday this year? No, I may not ever lift again. I mean, you know, I had a couple of really... Uh, See, here's what's... This here, song and dance. Well, I'll here, never lift again. Here's what's going on. You know, I, I don't... Did I tell you this one already? No. It's like a true confession? Yeah. I picked up this lady, and her boyfriend had ordered the car, and I was down in, like, Oxford. And I pick her up, and she, I said, where are we going? She's Boston. I look at the thing. It says, an hour and seven minutes. This is at 5 o'clock on a Friday. Ooh. Hour and seven minutes Ooh. to get to Boston from, from Oxford. So I said, ah. And they're supposed to tell you if it's over 45 minutes so you can reject the ride if you don't have an, if you don't have an hour plus an hour to get back. Confess yeah. your sin, If Mike. you don't have that time, then you can say, no, I don't want the ride. And just, No, but they didn't tell me that, so I pick her up. Now I'm going to leave her stranded there, so I said, okay, this sucks. I drive her to Boston, but guess what? It wasn't an hour and seven. It was an hour and a half. Yeah. Because the, the time kept, as I was going along, it said 53 minutes. And then like, I drive for five minutes, then it would say 57 minutes. Traffic. They had a accident. I, got, I, I suddenly realized how much I hate being a Lyft driver, you know? Despite all the hot chicks I get to pick up. I, mean, I don't pick up many hot chicks except when I'm Lyft driving. I think you know what I'm saying. <laughs> so anyway, uh, I don't think I'm going to do Lyft driving for a while. I, I may just give it up. because I mean, it's not about the money for me anyway. You know, I'm – God, I'm – obviously, I'm a, a, I'm a trust fund baby. Now, just think, you would, <laughs> yeah, you would be driving a, around and the, the people in the backseat would be totally unaware yeah. – who the driver was. That's happened. Mike Adams. Every time I've driven anybody. <laughs> totally unaware. Anyway. Yep. So, so I may not do that anymore, but that's okay because I got other things going on. Uh, you know. Really? Uh, yeah. I, I just opened my new gigolo business. <laughs> and uh, I'm also a part-time pimp for other gigolos. So I'm going to do better. And I'm going to be able to get the most finest, cleanest gigolos in, in uh, Massachusetts and send them to people's houses. I've it, heard pimping ain't easy. dollar for that. Is that not true? What's that? I've heard pimping ain't easy. Is that not true? Oh, no, it's not easy. Well, you know, first of all, it's your reputation that's really at stake. Mm. Not the not not the person you send out. Mm-hmm. You know, when you pimp somebody out, if they embarrass you, you, you know, you can be done with them. But so what? Your, your reputation's shot mm. already. <laughs> so you got to do a lot of background checks on these guys. I just made up a whole... That was that, good, that was though. Like a, that was like a reality show. That was good, yeah. We are brought to you by Leonard Hair Transplant Associates. <laughs> I'm sure they're thrilled to be after that. I know, my God. <laughs> now, the great thing about, about Dr. Leonard and Dr. Matthew Lepresti yeah. and all the folks, Jeff Rogers, all the nice people, they don't, they don't give a shit what I say. They, they, we, I've known them so long, they know I'm going to say stuff that's, you know, bothersome. <laughs> but I'm also going to say nothing but good things about the service they offer, which is permanent hair restoration. I might as well do this now. Do it. Do Five it Five offices to Tell serve us about you. the... Uh... Uh, they're the best there is, and they are the hair replacement center for the stars. Uh, there's no question about it. The athletes and these guys, Rob Ninkovich, all, I mean, there's all, about seven Patriots that are on the list. Hockey players. Kevin Chapman, the actor, who looks... His hair looks great. Yep. He's going to be on this podcast. He told me that today. You might have seen him in uh, Mystic River. Person of interest. Yep. Brotherhood. He's been on, uh, what's it called, Billionaire? Tony V. Billions? Billions. Last time it. I saw him, he was at a golf tournament with Tony V, and they were just sitting there laughing. Yeah. Tony V makes everybody laugh. Brotherhood, he played a real nasty guy. He did. Yeah. 
so anyway, if you want to, if you're balding and you don't want to be, it's just it's simple. And they do this now. They have this hair follicle banking thing where they can take the follicles and save them for a later date and put them in. But you, you'll never know. It's first of all it's your own your own hair growing on your head. So it's not like you know you're getting hair from somebody. You don't want you to get your hair from somebody else and have it grow. You want your own hair, and that's what they do. They're wizards. 1-800-GET-HAIR. Go to HairDR.com. Dr. Robert Leonard, Dr. Matthew Lepresti, Leonard Hair Transplant Associates, five offices near you, one in Rhode Island, one in New Hampshire, three in, New- in Massachusetts. Tell them Mikey sent you. As a, Three or four people I've sent them this week already. Hmm. I know a lot of bald guys for some reason. We're also sponsored by uh, my grandma's coffee cake and uh, many other nice, fine sponsors like Shawshine Firearms and... Uh, can, can I, go ahead, name some other ones. And Vinny, Vinny's doing well with his uh, with number two, his his son. Number two. Yep, he's doing very well up there at Shawshin uh, Gunworks. You know, I was son number two in my family. Hey, I, me too. My my father always used to say, "You're number two. <laughs> I say, "Oh, thanks. That's solid. Thanks, Dad." Uh, but you know, I got over that, as you can tell. And they were so thrilled they tried again. You know, would you? <laughs> I'm not sure they tried. I kind of ruined the experience for my younger brother. <laughs> I mean, when I was going through school, everybody would say to me, oh, you're Chris's, you know, my older brother Chris, my sister Paige, very smart, very, very good. Your well- sister's older than you, right? Yeah, well-behaved. I mean, they were like model students, A students. So when I came along, they said, my first day of kindergarten, I got in trouble with Esther Grantstrom, the principal. She came down and started yelling at me because we knocked some kid off the tippy canoe and cut his head open <laughs> by accident. Sure. And she's got her finger, bony finger, stuffed it in my face. And she says, are you Chris Adams' brother? And I'm like, yes. Five, five, first day of school. He would never do this. Are you Paige's brother? Yeah. Yeah. Well, she would do it. And she's got her finger in my face. This is my first day of school. She's comparing you to your sister and brother. I'm thinking this school thing is going to suck ass. And it did. And then my younger brother came along, and then everybody said, "Oh, you're his brother." Oh, they thought the worst was going to happen. But he was—he was a good boy too. I was the only—I was a black sheep of the family. I was a shithead in the family. Well, did they know today you're Planet Mikey? Yeah, right, right. Which is the same thing. <sighs> we were going to talk about Edgar Buchanan. Remember Edgar? Yeah. yeah. Who? Edgar. Could Buchanan. you could, just do me a favor? Take that screen off and Google Edgar Buchanan. Because remember, we at the end of last podcast, we mentioned his name. You did. You teased it. And go to IMDb. Well, not IMDb. You could just go down to the things he did. There he is. Uncle Joe from, uh, for, for those who don't know, Edgar oh, Buchanan. Oh, yeah. He was an uncle in, like, everything he Everything. Was in. Always an uncle. <clears throat> now, not the filmography, because there's about, he, he started when he was 36, and he was in a million films. million films. Bit parts. Look at, look at all the films. I mean, he did, like, five films a year. Because he was one of those guys, you know, kind of an every, every man type of guy. Yep. But the TV shows, I'm going to have to move closer so I can read this. Oh, you know what I could do? I got these glasses. You got those glasses right there, Mike. That's why they're there. I got these glasses. We call them Zooms. Uh, all right, let's say starting around uh, 1950, uh, okay, he was in the, uh, all those old westerns. You know, Lawman, Wanted Dead or Alive with Steve McQueen. He was in Alfred Hitchcock Presents. He was in Whirly Birds. That was a show about helicopter pilots. Mm, yep. um, okay, did you move that screen? Yeah. I did. Wagon Train, Wagon Train, Route 66, Bat Masterson, Bronco. Bronco, Bronco, tearing across the Texas plain. Bronco, Bronco, Bronco Lane. Wow. Remember that? Bonanza, Maverick. Everything. The Rifleman. Dennis the Menace, the Lloyd Bridges show. Remember him? 
Beverly Hillbillies, Petticoat Junction. He had an ongoing thing with Petticoat Junction. But he, this, the thing about Edgar Buchanan was he was in every show at one time or another in one part or another. Isn't that interesting? And you know what he was before he became an actor at age 36? A dentist. Really? <laughs> Isn't that weird? He's got to get back to his roots there. Um, so, I mean, I, I, the reason I, I bring him up is because I'm infatuated with him. What is that? Got a clip of him on, Bu- on Bonanza. Oh, what's he saying? Check Where's it. little Joe? There, there he is. He's... <laughs> Clip. That's him right there. Okay, he's uh, he's the uh, he mans the chuck wagon. That's what he's doing right now. Anyway, good for him though. He uh, made a, he made a living as an old regular looking dude, and he was the Uncle Joe. And there's Uncle Joe. He's a moving kind of slow at the junction, Petticoat Junction. Remember? Yep. Okay, a little, little old stuff. That was you. good I though. Yeah, the old stuff though, it's classic. I had to get that out of there. Have you guys seen that? There's a Trumpy, a, a Donald Trump bear you can buy. Have you seen that on TV? No. no. It's called the Trumpy Bear. You can Google it. You'll probably it'll come up. There's a website, and you. Can, <laughs> this is, I saw this. And I oh saw, Jesus! What, see it? Trumpy Bear, the America First Edition. Uh, Nineteen. <laughs> so you know, look, just three easy payments of nineteen ninety five each for a stuffed Jesus. bear oh, that has bl- that has blonde hair. That's f- f- it's a wonderful teddy bear. But wait, order now, and you'll good. get a second. Can you do more Trump? Can Just you do? Can you do the Trump voice? Do it. Oh, you mean say, me? Say this. Say hello. My name is Bill Smith. Say that. My name is Bill Smith, and that sounds that. just like him. Some really great people on both sides. I can't. I can't quite get it. I You'll just started. You'll get there. It'll come. Just started. Get there. Anyway, it's 1995. We should get them as a sponsor. A Trumpy bear. Get your <laughs> so commemorating. Added bonus, cozy flag-themed blanket inside. There it is. <laughs> Adorable. Uh, that's just, I mean, that's, they'll sell anything oh now. They know. Yeah. If they sell that loomy stuff for your butt crack to make it smell better, <laughs> they'll sell these. God you know. bless America. Oh, my God. Uh, I heard a news story that brown, no- brown noise is supposedly good for people with ADD. Now, do you know what brown noise is? Why, no. We know of pink noise and white noise. White noise, noise. yeah. Yeah. Brown brown noise is the low the rumbling sound of like engine when you're on a plane and the, you can hear the engine. <laughs> Why yeah. did that make us well, laugh? Well, that's a different because that's a different kind of brown nose. Seven noise. years old. Bra- bra- now brown noses like Joe Zarbano, that's different than brown noise. Oh, there's brown. This is brown noise. Oh, that is comforting. It, it is. I can think more clearly. Of it. It's like if you had a subwoofer. Sound of that. You, Brown, you know that brown nose and brown noise are one letter different. To, you, you can't have brown noise without an eye, without without eye. Uh, and brown nose, you can have it. Joe Zarbano was the biggest brown noser I ever met. Unbelievable. <laughs> he was he was Mister Butt Kissing, Ass Kissing, Brown Nosing. Remember him when he was doing that stuff? Come he, on, man. Brown nose Kevin Graham. Brown nose Phil Zachary. Brown nose Jeff Brown. Brown nose everybody. Brown nose me. Sorry. <laughs> um, I have a. Uh, uh, that was like a nice ear massage. Don't push so pretty, you're gonna deny them. Um, you push my scripts. Yeah. Put the paper in front of your face. I can't do this. So no I mean, one can see. I've never been on camera before. Oh my God. 
When I want to talk about what what happened to me on my betting last night. I got uh, all I needed to tie in two different parlays and win all my money back from the weekend was for the Philadelphia Eagles at home. I teased them to four and a half points. All they had to do was win by five. And these are the 8-0 Philadelphia Eagles, by the way, playing the only team in the uh, NFC East that isn't over 500, the Washington Commanders. I still call them the Redskins, whether yeah. the people like it or not, because yeah. old habits die hard. The Commanders, that sounds like a, that doesn't even sound like a real, no. you know, it sounds like a bad movie. The Com- Washington Commanders, come on, shut that up. I know Redskins is politically incorrect. Okay, why don't they go with the Washington Warriors? They why don't they that's, go? With that's a better name. The yeah. Washington Weasels or the you know <laughs> whack jobs or something. Anything with a W oh, alliterative some, works. Some alpha male or no beta male. That's it. Was sitting around in that meeting saying, "Oh, I don't know, Warriors. It, it's it's uh, like it war. Could, it could be connoted as an Indian thing. It's war. Oh yeah, cram it up your ass, fool." Now you got the commanders. And then they could have played scenes from the movie The Warriors on the Jumbotron to fire them up. I, I want them all. I the want warriors. all the warriors. There it but is. Damn you, di- And for some reason, I don't care if I if I bet on the warriors to win. Yeah. I'm not the warriors. The, the commanders. <laughs> the commanders. If I bet on them to win, they lose. If I bet on them to lose, they, they win. win. Oh. Every time I bet the Washington football team's uh, bets, I lose my ass. So last night, of course, it was the Commanders against the Eagles, undefeated at home. All they need is win by five. They didn't even win the game. They got beat by 10 or 11 or something like that. Dare I ask how much you lost? Uh, last night? Yeah. About 100. Oh, Fake news. <laughs> and, you know, things in Washington. At the end of never... the year, I'll have it good. Oh, great. We'll have something to look forward to. <laughs> Can't wait. Right, right. As soon as Trump becomes irrelevant, you get your impersonation of him down pat perfectly. Oh, <laughs> you know? Maui is a little dem- late. Democracy. You know, I'll tell you what, mm. that, it really bothers me when I hear people say, but it's our democracy. That you, they're, you, they're saving our democracy. Shut the fuck up with yeah. that democracy yeah. shit. The democracy worked perfectly. That's exactly what was supposed to happen. You know, but the insurrection, the deadly insurrection. Yeah. How many people died? One. And was it a cop? No. Yeah. No, it was a woman who was protesting, and she got killed, Smitty. Yeah. The only, it wasn't deadly. The riots in the summer of 2020 were deadly. They're doing that little psychological trick on people. No, the sky's not blue. The sky is uh, uh, green. That's it. Yeah, it. it's green. No, but wait, it looks blue. No, no, no. You go to jail if you say that kind of shit. Oh, I, you know, I just want to go to jail just so I can get away from all these assholes. <laughs> I have a feeling there's a lot of assholes in jail, Mike. Mm. <laughs> you, you have a feeling? Yeah, I do. <laughs> have you explored that? No, I know some people. With Mike's luck, <laughs> the uh, security cameras will go dark. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have one news story. News? You've heard about this crypto guy that's done a Bernie Madoff on the whole world? Sam... Bankman Fried, Freed, whatever his name is. Yeah. SBF. This guy. I got, all right, so let me get the story. The New York Times got some blowback over an article it published on Sam Bankman Freed. Is it Freed or Fried? Freed, I believe. Mm. Just Cri- call him SBF. Stupid. Don't. Go there. Critics slammed it as a puff piece. New York Times wrote a puff piece for this guy. <laughs> 
on the accused crypto fraudster. That's because see, that's going to be his label for the rest the of his crypto life. Crypto fraudster. The crypto fraudster. Like a character in a Batman he, cartoon. He really did. You know what he did? <laughs> you know, he was evil on both sides of this. They quoted him extensively in the story, noting that he spoke to the newspaper in an interview on Sunday. They call him SBF. So from now on, I'm going to call him SBF. SBF. No, not like SBD. And he said, you would have thought that I'd be getting no sleep right now, but instead I'm getting some. Uh, his, co- <laughs> his company was worth as much as $32 billion a year ago. He says, it could be worse. Uh, the media critic from the news site Giz- Gizmodo writes that... Uh, they lay out the facts in a way in the New York Times story that is actually beneficial, makes him look better than he really is. Wow. So the New York Times, you know yeah, what? like they, they didn't use the word fraud, scam, exactly. any, like any of those like key buzzwords. That tells you he's one of them. They they were definitely protecting him. Sure, yeah, or they coddling him. Yeah, he, he, it read as if the Times had conducted an interview with Bernie Madoff after his Ponzi scheme collapsed and ultimately suggested he just made some bad investments. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, giant money laundering. Jesus. He, he lost a lot of money. And he, here's his quote. It was substantially larger than I had thought it was. Uh, in fact, the downside risk was very significant. Uh, had I been more concentrated on what I was doing, I, I would have been able to be more thorough. Uh, that's after losing $32 billion of other people's money. Yep. He's like, oh, I should have been more careful. <laughs> Fuck you. Anyway, uh, the story portrays SPF as a charitable entrepreneur who went under and does not mention the words fraud, criminal, substance abuse, friends and family, Bahamas, KYC, racket, hack, stolen funds, or wiped servers. Mm. doesn't mention yeah. any of that shit. Or government connections. Reuters reported that at least $4 billion of the FTX funds, including customer assets, were used to fund Alameda Research's activities in apparent violation of U.S. securities laws. And the 2022 election for the Democrats. And the 2022 election. Yep. He funded it. Yep. Now, with stolen, fa- fake, fraudulent money. Uh, I mean... It worked. He should be in fucking jail, this guy. Eh, he won't be. Nope. And by the way, when it comes to the election stuff, isn't it kind of odd that every time they have to extend the counting past the election day... Like by a day or two or a week, <laughs> that the numbers do nothing but go up for Democrats. Yes, that's true. They don't go down. They never go for the Republican. They go up, up, up. Oh, this this candidate was leading in this race, and up. Oh, 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 look what happened. Now you're not leading because we waited six more days and we counted every single ballot. Yeah. And we went and found some. It's unbelievable, isn't it? Yeah. And box trucks pull up with with boxes oh, full oh, of yeah. uh, ballots. We, we forgot these fifty thousand voters here. Oh. Uh, it's a, it's a, honestly, Meanwhile, it's rigged. two huge states, Florida, Texas, got them all counted. One day. Just like that. Boom. Like they, like you're supposed like to. Like you're supposed to. Mail-in California. Voting. No, yeah. no. Philadelphia. Oh, oh. Arizona. Georgia. It's very troubling yeah. to me. Nevada. And Carrie Lake, who I think is hot. Arizona. She, she yeah, I think she's hot. Yeah. Um, I also like some of the things that she said. All of a sudden, she's, she's lost now. She was ahead, too. Yeah. You know? She's smart and a fighter. Um, I have, you know how I've had a list of ways to improve some various sporting events? Yes, like uh, two pucks for hockey yes. games and a, yeah, I and call a that fi- two pucks five point uh, area on the uh, basketball court. That's the one I was going to mention. I've, I've been watching a lot of basketball because my son, Willie, Go right ahead. loves basketball. Who's this guy? Who's his favorite player? 
Well, he's a Celtic guy. He likes Marcus Smart, and he likes. To, he has a Tatum shirt, you know, zero shirt. Um, he's a Celtic kid, but he likes it all. He pays attention to all the teams and all the players. He knows where they're from and what, what college they went to. If they did mm. go to college, and uh, <clears throat> he's into it. But at the end of each game, we go through this ritual, which is like, ah, you know, it's now it's a four point. They're going to stop, timeout, foul, stop, you know. Fu- the last five minutes, or last two minutes of every basketball game takes ten minutes minimum yeah. of TV time. So it's annoying. Well, they're they're going to address that at some point because they did just address the uh, the the breakaway rule, which was slowing things down too, and it's actually made the it move a little more seamlessly. So that's probably the next thing they're going to address. Is well, my my solution is better than whatever they're going to come up with. Oh, I, I promise us. you that. It gets to the within to the last two minutes of the game. Instead of going through this whole foul, foul, you know, you're down, you, you foul people so you can get the ball back and try to get two points or down three and have the, hope the other team misses on their free throws. Are you about to tell us the new Adams rule? Well, it, it, this is a, a, a tier of different rules. Yes. For the end of the game. Two minutes left. By Mike Adams. There's a, there's a, there's a uh, lines painted on the court. There's a three-point line. We know, we know about that one. Make a bigger, wider loop further back. Four-point line. And then the half court is a five-point line. So now you're down with with 11 seconds left. You're down six. You know, you can shoot a half-court shot and go, bang, you're right back in the game. But it's a half-court shot. It's not something easy, like a three-pointer. These guys make threes like they're nothing now. The four-point line and the five-point line are just, like, you know, different denominations back all the way to the half court. More effort. That would solve that problem. More skill. Because now you can shoot that shot and then rebound it and kick it back out and try it again. You know, guys will be practicing that five-point shot. Exactly. Yeah. And it's an ex- it would be an exciting shot. Yeah, I agree. The char- I, there's, a lot of, there's a lot wrong with the NBA. And the, let me say, first and foremost, the refs. <laughs> I had I teased the Celtics down on my bet. They were 11 and a half. I teased them down to seven, seven, uh, six and a half points. So they had to win by seven last night against the Oklahoma City Thunder. Yeah, very young team, but they could have done. They were home. They ended up winning by four or whatever because of the refs at the end of the game. I mean, these refs are stupid, and they're crooked. They're proven to be crooked in the past, and some of them are even women. Do you- <laughs> Even. <laughs> Do you want to call Tim Donahue? I have his number. Let's call Tim Donahue Crooked and tell ref. him to go fuck himself. Oh. And by the way, the other thing is... I don't know why I have his number, but I do. Is if the refs are crooked and, in, and incompetent, and now they're even women, you can't even say the same thing to them that you would say to a man ref. Oh, you're true. Yeah. Because you, you're you going to get brought up on charges. Well, you saw that bullcrap uh, technical that Jason Tatum got for loud clapping. Yes. The league rescinded <laughs> I, it today, thankfully, because this is the dumbest thing. Well, but in, in, a, in the process of a game, it can change the complexion of not only yeah. my bets, but the game itself. Well, your bets uh, are more important. The refs are, are honestly, the NBA refs have always sucked. The uh, Sometimes the NFL refs are bad, but now they got everybody watching them and they replays. But then again, last night's game, the Eagles, the game, the pace of that game was changed completely when they didn't call a face mask. That was obvious. Yeah. Hey, did you see that? Yeah, that was ridiculous. So I hate refs. I hate them uh, with a passion. <clears throat> I'm not a killer, but if I was a killer, I'd kill the refs. I'm not a killer, though. You know, I don't believe in uh, in murder. <laughs> I really don't. Although that crypto guy, maybe I kill him. 
I mean, I, I could get how much money could I get if I get that thirty-two billion dollars back for the people that lost all that money? I did. I would accept that as a a bounty mm. on the crypto on the crypto guy. How, how much? I mean, you know, let's say let's say thirty-two billion. Whoops! What? Wow! What happened? Uh, nothing. Let's say there's thirty-two yes, billion. Jesus. <laughs> thirty-two billion dollars they lost. Okay, say I say I'll get your money back, and I'll kill the guy. You give me a billion. That sounds fair. Can I get five thousand? Hmm. Just need <laughs> yeah. a little bit of money, just for the hell of it. Change my life, would you? Just give me five thousand. I'll take care bucks. of you. I'll take care of you, Ned. Thanks. Um, so, did we cover? Uh, Isn't that how much Kanye lost in a day? Billion stupidity. It's just stupid. But there wasn't other people's money. It was his money. This guy's losing other people's money. No, Op. I, I call it OPM just to be cool about it. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> so, the other thing I want to change about the NBA, which it really bothers me, it's kind of a personal thing. You know, in the old days of when I grew up watching sports, when someone scored a touchdown or or made a shot, they didn't they didn't pound their chest and scream. You know, like a like a rabid, you know, they just went down the other end and played defense. You know, it was like, okay, you act like you've been there before. You do what you're supposed to do. Gail Sayers had six touchdowns in one game. He just dropped the ball. He didn't slam it. In San Francisco. Yeah. He didn't throw it and then look at me, look at me, look what I did. Pound his chest and look at me, I'm the great. No, it's a team sport. These guys do it in the NBA. They make a basket, or they stu- you know they're seven feet one, and they go up, they jam one, and they come down like, ah, oh, look at me! <laughs> Shut the fuck up! You're seven one. You're supposed to be used to slamming the ball. You you score thirty points a game. Everybody watches you play eighty games a year and score thirty points a game. This is not an, a, a weird occurrence. You made a basket. You're a basketball player. Stop trying to bring special attention to yourself and play a team sport and get back your get your ass back there and play defense and stop being an asshole, a self-aggrandizing asshole. Like so many of these athletes, look at me, look at me. Shut the fuck up. You think Bill Russell did that shit? Come on, he got eleven rings. You think he did that? The real pros, they, they, they don't have to, you know, point to them, point how great they are. People know it. And that's what I'm sick and tired of that with all these athletes. And the baseball players do the same thing. They pimp their home run trots. You know, they look up, they thank the Lord, they point skyward. You know, they blow kisses at God or whoever died in their family is up in heaven. Yeah, they did that. No, you hit the ball because you're a baseball player. You've been doing it your whole life and you're talented. And this is your fucking job. So stop acting like you're God because you did something. How's that? Probably thanking God for that huge salary. Huh? I say probably thanking God for that huge salary. What? <laughs> Sorry, I was trying to get a technical. God damn it. So anyway, that's all I got to say about that. And I'm not angry, really. I'm just kind of disgusted by the whole thing, you know? You guys don't do that. Billy Smith, when you push the right button, and you always do, you don't go, hey, did you see that? I pushed that button pretty good. No, people expect it of you because you're the consummate professional and you do it every time. You never let them down. But you don't look for special treatment because you push the button, right? God damn it. And when Ben does his, his Donald Trump impersonation and it's spot on, he doesn't expect us to, like, you know, laud him or give him a trophy, right? My name is Bill Smith. See, and sounds just like him. Sounds just like him. Very good, Ben. Thank you. It's unbelievable. I gotta get out of here. I gotta take my son to basketball practice. So we can we get Joe and Jerry in here? They're very excited about this song they're doing today. Are you guys excited? Very excited. I'm excited. There's nothing like Joe and Jerry. They actually love 
coming in here on this show. Never mind their I big think I'm going to lay back and kick off my shoes. Everybody get on your feet. You make me nervous when you're in your seat. Take off your shoes, unhide your feet. We're doing a dance that can't be beat. We're barefooting. We're barefooting. Barefooting, Joe. Yeah, barefooting. Hey, Troke, went to a party the other night. Long, tall Sally was out of sight. Threw away her wig and her high sneakers, too. She was doing a dance without any shoes. She was barefooting, Joe. That's Shaw's. She was barefooting. 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 Hey, little girl with your red dress on. I bet you can barefoot all night long. Take off your shoes and throw them away. Come back and get them another day. We're barefooting. Barefooting is better than barefacking. We're barefooting. Barefooting. Hey, everybody, we're barefooting. Take off your fucking shoes. I put him back on. Little John Henry, he said to Sue, if I barefoot, would you barefoot too? Sue told John, I'm 32. I was barefooting since I was two. Barefoot. Hey, barefoot. They was barefoot. We barefoot. Something smells in here. Barefoot people, Joe. <laughs> Stinky feet. Smells like Fritos in here. Smells like an old hamper. Smells like your ass.